Book Two, Chapter One of Toussaint L'Ouverture: A Biography and Autobiography. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. Toussaint L'Ouverture: A Biography and Autobiography by John Relly Baird. Book Two. From the fitting out of the expedition by Bonaparte against San Domingo to the submission of Toussaint L'Ouverture. Chapter 1. Peace of Amiens. Bonaparte contemplates the subjugation of San Domingo and the restoration of slavery. Excitement caused by report to that effect in the island. Views of Toussaint L'Ouverture on the point. The year 1801 did not close without seeing the Peace of Amiens definitively concluded. By the treaty then signed, France found herself confirmed in the possessions she had captured during the war, and at liberty to prosecute any enterprise which she might judge required her position, or likely to conduce to the confirmation of her power. Her destinies were in the hands of Napoleon Bonaparte, who, under the modest title of consul, concealed designs which already looked to an imperial throne, and ruled the nation and its dependencies with a scepter more powerful and more despotic than the sway of any contemporaneous legitimate monarch. Born with the qualities which give and ensure command, Bonaparte, to a boundless ambition, added a restless activity which constantly prompted new efforts, a thirst for dominion, which as constantly demanded new acquisitions, and a jealousy of power which made rival greatness intolerable. With an evil eye, therefore, did he regard the high position obtained by Toussaint L'Ouverture through his wise and generous efforts in the French colony of San Domingo. The brilliancy of his own fame seemed dimmed in his eyes by the glory achieved by a negro chieftain who had been a slave. The termination of the war had left unoccupied in France a large body of soldiers who might be dangerous at home and whose leaders, in the repose of peace, might trouble his actual position or prove impediments to his ambitious designs. Dissatisfied with seeing themselves outstripped by a soldier of fortune, they were ready for political intrigue rather than civil obedience, and would be most safely employed in a distant expedition in which success would increase the number of his own laurels, and failure issue in their permanent removal out of his path. That the climate in which he thought of employing them was destructive to Europeans, was a consideration which could not deter him, and only added another reason why, on his part, he should decide in favor of the attempt. Yet, if he left Haiti in the hands of Toussaint L'Ouverture, he would possess, in an army of thirty thousand black troops obedient to their actual commander, the means of countervailing the power of Great Britain in the West Indies, and of controlling its descendants in the United States. The employment, however, of such an ally seemed scarcely compatible with the dignity which he affected, nor was it impossible, if the ruler of San Domingo were left undisturbed in his authority, that he might assist the absolute independence of the colony, and either by augmenting his own power, or joining the English, inflict a heavy blow on the supremacy of France. Then the question of colonial slavery presented itself for consideration. Should he recognize or nullify the freedom which existed in San Domingo? The recognition would bring him no advantage, for Toussaint and his associates considered their work as accomplished. 
to nullify it would secure on his side the sympathies and cooperation of the colonists who had lost their estates and who regretting their past opulence and believing its recovery impossible in the present state of the island besieged the cabinet of the tuileries with importunities for the restoration of slavery the wise and just held a different language even as a matter of policy an expedition to haiti they urged was to be deprecated for the risk would be very great and failure would end in disgrace those who now held power in the island were men of valor and of great military skill as administrators of the colony they enjoyed general sympathy and support and had proved their ability by the prosperity they had called into being and while it did not become france who had gained her own liberty to suppress freedom in one of her own colonies it was contrary to the laws of everlasting right to tear from men that freedom which they had purchased with their blood and by their moderation proved they well deserved these diverse views occupied the minds and dwelt on the tongues of men in paris according as position character or personal interests swayed their bosoms the consul heard them all and kept shrouded in his own dark breast the design which he meditated and was maturing at the moment vincent arrived from san domingo he presented the constitution to the consul here was the spark which that sombre genius desired he is a revolted slave whom we must punish the honor of france is outraged in vain was it pleaded before bonaparte that the adoption or rejection of the constitution lay with himself and that it contained only the expression of the wishes of toussaint and his fellow laborers bonaparte was too adroit not to seize and too skilful not to make the most of the opportunity his words which we have just reported circulated through paris and excited a feeling in favor of war an expedition was decided on and the popular fervor was increased when the consul declared in the senate that toussaint was a brigand chief whom it was necessary to bring to justice one voice was raised against the undertaking a voice in the high places of authority the minister forfe a man of high character attempted to dissuade bonaparte by setting before him a picture of the inevitable calamities of such an enterprise he was silenced by the answer there are sixty thousand men that i want to send to a distance and so from the most unworthy considerations an armament against a peaceful and flourishing state is to be speedily fitted out yet the adventurers call themselves christians what but robbery on a large scale is such conduct and who can believe that the man who decreed that robbery had in his heart any genuine love of liberty once more toussaint l'ouverture must you take the buckler and draw the sword the hero of europe and panting for conquests in another world comes against you once more must the broad rich plains of your native land resound with the clash of hostile armies and run with human blood a cloud is on your countenance yet let it pass away take courage noble heart the coming struggle is only another step in the path of freedom necessary is the step or you would not have to take it and if the effort is painful and the prospect dark weigh well the magnitude of the issues on the fields of haiti the battle of your race will be fought out it is before the eye not of a few islanders but of the world that you are about to try your strength with the gallic gladiator and settle the question once for all 
whether africans are men or brutes worthy of freedom or doomed to servitude success no the settlement of the question depends not on success you will perish in the combat yet will you win your cause will triumph even over your grave be just and fear not meanwhile rumors and intelligence brought to haiti produced sinister impressions and disturbed the public mind it appeared probable that slavery would be maintained in the french colonies of martinique and cayenne and that at saint domingo france would make an effort for its restoration fears began to prevail disturbances were threatened every eye turned to toussaint l'ouverture on his part he was not without forebodings which recently had grown into apprehensions he had written to the consul and received no reply he felt himself humiliated at times tears stole from his eyes when he thought of the possibility that bonaparte meant to undo all that he had done foreseeing the long train of calamities which would ensue from such an attempt he was now and then for an instant unmanned and spoke hasty words bonaparte he said is wrong not to write to me he must have listened to my enemies otherwise would he refuse me proofs of his satisfaction me i say who have rendered greater services to france than any other general the english and spanish governments treat with more regard the generals who have signalized themselves by services of the first order his fears and his vexation became greater and affected his demeanor in a more marked manner when he heard that preliminaries of peace between england and france had been signed at london peace in europe he saw foreboded war to haiti what now should be his course should he anticipate the blow and prepare for it by proclaiming the independence of the colony by rousing its inhabitants to resistance and marshalling his forces with his own ability and vigor he might repeal even the attack of france when at peace with the world and right would such a policy have been not impossibly it would have proved successful but l'ouverture was not prepared to adopt it equal to the demands on his courage and energy which a determination of the kind would make he was not equal to the requisite demands on his sense of justice haiti was a french colony as a french colony it had gained its freedom a free republic would not sanction its subjugation and should bonaparte attempt to wrest the rod of empire out of his own hands he had better lose his power than forfeit his self-respect anyway the duty of the moment was clear he must calm his men's minds for that purpose he issued a proclamation eighteenth december eighteen o one which among other things declared that it was necessary to receive the orders and the envoys of the mother country with respect and filial regard yet while he encouraged obedience he could not be insensible to the possibility that resistance might be his duty he was therefore under an obligation to foster the means of resistance and not only to appear confident himself but to keep up the spirits of his soldiers this twofold state of mind is seen in words which he uttered from time to time as in these a well-educated child owns submission and obedience to his mother but if that mother becomes so unnatural as to seek the ruin of her child the child must look for justice with him to whom vengeance belongs if i must die i will die as a brave soldier as a man of honor i fear no one it did not escape the eye of those who having access to the president 
narrowly watched him that the agitation of his mind increased and had risen to a great height catching alarm from these symptoms some began to take measures for quitting the island one of the most distinguished creoles of port-au-prince and who afterwards settled in france was of the number he one day asked toussaint in private for a passport in order to proceed to the mother country the unexpected request disturbed the president hastening to the door to ascertain if he could reckon on their not being disturbed he speedily returned and asked looking his companion fixedly in the face why do you wish to go away you whom i esteem and love because i am white and because notwithstanding the good feelings you have for me i see that you are on the eve of being the irritated chief of the blacks and that within these few days you are no longer the protector of the whites since you have just sent out of the island several for having expressed joy that the europeans were about to come to san domingo yes replied toussaint with warmth they have had the imprudence and folly to rejoice at such news as if the expedition was not destined to destroy me to destroy the whites to destroy the colony in france i am represented as an independent power and therefore they are arming against me against me who refused general maitland to establish my independence under the protection of england and who always rejected the proposals which Santonax made on the subject since however you wish to set out for france i consent to it but at least let your voyage be useful to the colony i will send by you letters to the first consul and i will entreat him to listen to you make him acquainted with me make him acquainted with the prosperous state of the agriculture and the commerce of the colony in a word let him know what i have done it is according to all that i have done here that i ought and that i wish to be judged twenty times have i written to bonaparte to ask him to send civil commissioners to tell him to dispatch hither the old colonists whites instructed in administering public affairs good machinists good workmen he has never replied suddenly avails himself of the peace of which he has not deigned to inform me and which i learn only through the english in order to direct against me a formidable expedition in the ranks of which i see my personal enemies and people injurious to the colony whom i sent away come to me within four-and-twenty hours very ardently do i wish that you and my letters may arrive in time to make the first consul change his determination and to make him sensible that in ruining me he ruins the blacks he ruins not only san domingo but also all the western colonies if bonaparte is the first man in france toussaint is the first man in the archipelago of the antilles after a moment of reflection he added in a firm tone i was going to treat with the americans and the english to procure me twenty thousand blacks from the coast but i had no other object than to make soldiers of them for france i know the perfidy of the english i am under no obligation to them for the information they give me as to the expedition coming to san domingo no never will i arm for them i took up arms for the freedom of my color which france alone proclaimed but which she has no right to nullify our liberty is no longer in her hands it is our own we will defend it or perish end of book two chapter one recording by james k white chula vista